Hello everyone, this is the 4th Quarter Breakdown Podcast. My name is Sebastian Diaz, and as the title says, I'm going to talk about the 4th Quarter, break down some key plays that happened, talk about what was the turning point, what sealed the deal, and how certain teams won games based on their performance in the 4th Quarter. So, to start off today, we're talking about Philly versus Boston Game 3. So, entering the 4th Quarter, Boston was already leading the game 88-77. to one thing I picked up right away was that Philly started the fourth quarter small. They had uh, Embiid off, or starting off in the bench because Embiid was super gassed out ready to start the first three quarters. They were really putting him through it. And ironically, today was the day that he got his MVP award. So it was his MVP ceremony going on today. The fans were really trying to get in the game, I've noticed. But Boston was able to keep them out. They maintained the crowd noise, preventing momentum um, carrying over to Philadelphia and having the, you know the fans carry that momentum and make the big run. Um, and starting in the fourth quarter when Embiid was on the bench, I did notice that Boston was able to attack the paint a lot more. Embiid, obviously, MVP of the league, not just a great offensive player, but also a very good defender. And without that, you know, that paint defense right there with Embiid not there, Boston was able to attack a lot. You saw Brogdon attacking the paint. You saw Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum attacking the paint, getting whatever they want. Um, But for me, one of the biggest things, like the one of the biggest takeaways from this game was James Harden's performance. Entering the fourth quarter, James Harden hasn't made a field goal since the first quarter with, I think, 838 left in the first quarter. And he didn't make his next field goal until 4.36 left in the fourth quarter. Which is crazy to think because game one, Philly stole that game on the road with James Harden performance scoring 45 without Embiid playing. And now you're sitting here in game three and you're in the fourth quarter and your star player from game one who won you that game only has one field goal. I mean, yeah, he was still doing his thing, getting like dishing out assists. I think he finished the game with like 11 or so assists, and he was getting on the free throw line. But, you know, you need James Harden to knock down shots, to be that threat from three, and Philly just didn't get that today. And, you know, that, that was definitely a big thing that was not going right for them, and what, you know, Boston obviously capitalized. But uh, eventually, you know, Boston was able to get whatever they want, and then Doc Rivers had to put it in Embiid in the eight minutes left in the fourth, and he was there for the rest of the game. Embiid obviously just came back from the injury. He he looked a lot better he did today than he did in the third or in game two. But one thing I noticed in this game was that Boston played probably the best defense you can on Embiid. I mean. Everyone knows you can't stop Embiid. He's going to get his 20, 25 points, maybe even 30 points. He's going to get his double-digit rebounds. And there's nothing you can really do about it. But you can make his job harder. And what Boston did was basically have all five defenders guarding Embiid. So whenever Embiid got the ball at the top of the key, the defender on Embiid would automatically push up on him, would not give it any breathing space, and all of the defenders would look at Embiid with their arms out, preventing the passing lanes, and Embiid dishing any assists in the paint or dropping it back out for a three. And Embiid, you know, he had a good game. He was consistent. He was efficient today, but he was gassed out because every single play, he had to work his ass off for. And the for me, Probably the biggest MVP for Boston today was Grant Williams. He, I mean, 
if you look at the scoreboard, it doesn't show his performance. He had zero points. He really didn't do that much, but he was guarding Embiid, I would say probably 80% of the game and almost the entire fourth quarter until he got hurt in that one play where he's diving for the ball and Embiid stomped on the back of his head on accident. But for the most part, he was guarding Embiid and every single time Embiid got the ball, he was all in his face. He was right below him, forcing the dribble, make his own uh, make his own shot, forcing him to try to go around him. He just did not give him any space and, and Embiid was still scoring on him. But I would say like Grant Williams' defense on Embiid was similar to what P.J. Tucker did to Kevin Durant two years ago in that Bucks versus that series where KD got his points, but every single bucket cost like cost him a lot. He had to put a lot of energy into it, and that's what P.J. Tucker basically said that series. He's like, I know KD's going to get his points, but I'm going to make him work for it. Every single minute, he's got to work for it. I'm not going to make it easy. Is that what Grant Williams did for Embiid today? And, you know, it paid off in the end because Embiid was gassed out, and he just couldn't keep up. His stamina wasn't there. You can tell, you know, obviously the injury was catching up. He didn't feel like he was in shape, and Boston's just capitalized on that, and kudos to them I mean that was the main reason they won yeah James Harden wasn't hitting his shots which they desperately need him to but the defense on Embiid was probably the the reason they won this game they just played them smart they got Embiid you know he, he was still in the game he was the best player on the Philly side of the court but he wasn't able to take over because he's just didn't have the energy to keep up with the Boston young guys running all around and playing the great defense on him um and another thing I really noticed was that, like I mentioned before, the Philly fans were desperately trying to get involved. And every time Philly made a big bucket to cut the down, to cut the lead down to like five or six, Boston immediately replied back with a three of their own. It always silenced the crowd. Anyone who watched this fourth quarter, you saw that um, Philly was getting involved. Like, you know, the fans were getting in and they were chanting defense, defense, and then boom, somehow a Boston guy hits a three-pointer and then boom, the the stadium's quiet and I mean if you're the away team that's the best thing you could do you know the whole point in the playoffs for home crowd is you know the fans get inside the fans get loud the fans get rowdy they start screaming they're talking to the team and what's the best you know response to that if you're the opposing team on the road just you know take them out of it hit these big trees and big moments the, the at all the chance going defense defense boom hit a big shot crowd silent and then there's no momentum for the other team and boston just you know capitalized on all these big possessions they they really showed up today and you know not a lot of players were showing up for philly another big thing too in the fourth quarter there was no guys that philly were able to rely on you know to hit shots or to make these big buckets for them P.J. Tucker, like, I'm pretty sure Darius Burke said this in the game. Um, he's going to sit in the corner of three. He knew before he was basically useless on offense. He was just, a, you know, sustaining there. They literally disrespected him the whole game. Even in the fourth quarter when he was out there, they were not trying to guard him. And he's like, all right, if I'm going to get the shot, I got to shoot it. If I don't shoot it, then, you know, I'm useless for this team on offense. And, you know, P.J. Tucker didn't really do anything for them in the fourth quarter. Um, no one on the bench really showed up. Like their Dang, the backup center for Philly, showed up. He had a you know a big three to kind of help them in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Hit a layup and kept you know Philly was hanging in there, but for the most part, like 
they just no one was able to get involved for Philly besides Embiid. Maxi didn't have that great of a game. I mean, he finished the game with 13 points, but he also had a plus minus of negative nine, and he was trying to facilitate some plays out there when you know when trying to give James Harden a break, but he couldn't really do anything. Boston played great defense. They really played up and up top of the key, up in the zones, and I mean. Like it's it's a mix of both bad like play for the Philly, but also great defense by Boston. Like they had a great game plan, they won huge in game two, and you know they came out here with a game plan which was to shut down and be make every, make him work for every bucket. And Philly just couldn't get the help from the role players, and that's basically the way to win in the playoffs. Like obviously you got your star players, but you're gonna need help for your role players. You can't just have like two, three guys and rely on them winning the games for you in the playoffs. I mean, look at Phoenix. You know they're down two zero. Well, at least they're down two zero as of right now. But you know they have the big four. I would say of DeAndre Aiden, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. Chris Paul is hurt right now. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. They're doing the thing. Aiden hasn't been doing much. But besides that, they have no depth and. Game two, they had four points off their bench, which and they can't win like that. Like you have to have you know help from your role players in these playoffs, and Philly didn't get that today. Um, I I, w- I would give it to Nando like Melton. He had fourteen points off the bench, and he did play thirty minutes today. That was definitely was huge. Um, but you know, like I said, if Harden, your you know your number two on the team, isn't hitting your shots. You're gonna need a lot more than just 14 points from Melton from your role players. You're gonna need a lot more than that. And Boston, they had what was it? One, two, three, four, five, six. I think six players in double digits today. And that's that's the reason they won as well. You know, they got help from all over their their lineup. Everyone scored. Tatum was in double digit. Harford had big shots. Marcus Smart hit some big threes in the corner. He was playing great defense as well. Uh, Jalen Brown came up uh, clutch in the third quarter for them. And we also got to talk about Jason Tatum. He, when Philly was coming, like they were hanging in there the whole time. In the fourth quarter, you know, they kept scoring, 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 but Philly just wouldn't go away. Like Boston was getting frustrated. Like, all right, like what do we got to do to keep this team out of it? Then the crowd was getting in it once again in the last like three minutes of the game, and then Tatum just took over. He scored seven straight points, and he just basically sealed the game for them. Like, it, it's really hard to describe this game for anyone who didn't see it, but it it was close. Like Philly was hanging in there, but it also didn't feel close. Like you knew Boston was in control the entire game, but on the scoreboard, if you were watching the in this fourth quarter, you know they were. It was a close game, but Philly's just. Like we're just needed one big play to really push them over and get them right there to take over the momentum. And Boston just canceled them out every single time that you thought they were going to take over the momentum. Boom! Boston replied back with a big three. They attacked the paint. They get uh some free throws. They just played great basketball today. And so was that another fourth once you know Jason Taylor was hitting those seven straight points and what the last three minutes of the quarter. Uh, Philly really just showed no urgency, you know? You just got sloppy play from James Harden, like, just taking unnecessary threes, contested threes, forcing his shots, wasn't really trying to attack the paint towards the end of the quarter. Uh, 
And B was in the pick and roll, but every single time they give him the ball at the top of the key, you know, Grant Williams pushes up. They got the arms from the wing defenders preventing any um, passes from Embiid, and B just didn't know what to do. Like, he could back down Grant Williams with ease. I mean, Grant Williams is like half his size, but it's a lot of, you know, energy to do that. And you can't just keep doing that every single play in the entire game. And by the time the fourth quarter hit, he was gassed out, and he just couldn't do anything anymore. And, you know, the rest of the scenes just showed no urgency. They really, really... They weren't really hustling for loose balls. They weren't really trying to get steals. They weren't trying to move up on screens. They kept falling under screens. And Boston's just capitalized on that. It, you know, it could just be preparation from the coaches, um, what they run over in practice, and even sustaining in shape as well, you know. I mean, these guys on Boston, they're young. Al Horford, you know, he, he's towards the end of his career, but... You know, he's still running up and down the court in great shape. Grant Williams kept going in and out of the lineup. He'll sit he'll sit down for two minutes, they put him back in the court. Sit down for three minutes, put him back in the court. Then he'll play for like eight straight minutes, sitting down for like five minutes, he'll come back out. Like he was his he was ready when his name was called. He showed up and you know, like I said, his stats um does not speak justice of how important he was for uh, Boston in this game. And, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a mix of both, but I would focus more on better Boston than bad Philly for this game. Um, it, This fourth quarter, it, it really was just Boston responding at every single time Philly, you know, try to punch them in the mouth. It... It's going to be a long series. I really think these teams are evenly matched. It's just the inconsistency for both teams is what makes this a very interesting series because Jason Tatum in this fourth quarter had more points than he did in all of Game 2, yet Boston won by 30 points in Game 2, and you know they won by 12 points in Game 3. So... And then you got Olsen and Bede, or not Embiid, sorry, James Harden, scoring 45 Game 1. And then he finished the game with 16 points today. Like I said, it's inconsistency that makes this very interesting series to watch. And uh, I would say the m- my biggest takeaway from this fourth quarter to uh, look at going to game four is that defense on Embiid. Because you got to make adjustments in the playoffs. Every single team that's winning right now, they make the proper adjustments based on what happened in the prior game. And like I said, Embiid got his numbers. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he was shut down. But they're going to need Embiid, the MVP Embiid in the fourth quarter to take over and win these games in the series. And if Boston keeps playing the same defense, which is top of the key, hand in your face, force him to drive to the paint, back down, use all that energy, use all that weight on the defender, then he's not going to be available for them in the fourth quarter to be the MVP and B that they need to win these games. So what can Philly do for the next few games to kind of save that energy, preserve and be until he's needed in the fourth? Could it be maybe more like pick and roll, but having drive to the paint? Maybe have more shooters in the starting lineup. Maybe you need to change your starting lineup. You need the guys in the on those corner threes to hit those threes. Besides PJ Tucker, where you know you don't know if he's gonna shoot it or not, even if he's wide open. It, it it's really just well, it's gonna be a Doc Rivers. You know, my my big thing would be that these role players gotta step up. 
I mean, yeah, James Harden had really bad games today, I would say, but I, I feel like he's going he's gonna to bounce back. He's going to have another great game. Maybe not the 45 performance he's, he had game one, but he's going to hit some threes, which the definitely need. But, you know, you're going to need guys like Maxi Harris, and, uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. What's their other uh, pretty good shooter in the team? Uh not or he I guess he's not a shooter, but McDaniels. Uh you're gonna need guys like that, you know, the role players to come in, step in, and score some points for you and to kind of preserve and beat, give him some time to rest. And also the defense in the paint, like I said, to start the fourth quarter, Embiid was tired and they were only able to rest him for like the first three to four minutes of the quarter and they had to come in because they couldn't stop anything in the paint. And you know, it, it, you gotta have guys to try to protect that paint. You gotta, even if you don't have the like, you know, the bigs, the the length and or the strength to stop, you know, Boston from attacking the paint. You gotta switch your defense to so at least make it harder on them. You know, kind of force these guys to like get to the free throw line. Even so, I mean, like it sounds kind of dumb in hindsight, but Miami's doing it right now in the New York series and it's working. But zone defense, they run a lot of three two zones to kind of stop the Knicks from shooting threes, and that's what won them game one because they couldn't hit a three for their lives on the Knicks, and you know Miami was able to steal that game. And maybe you know Doc Rivers got to consider some two three uh zone defense if you can't stop anything in the paint and beads on the bench. Maybe that's something they gotta do. But yeah, that's basically my takeaways from this game. Uh, I I wouldn't say, you know, Boston is in complete control of this game because it's hard to overlook that game one, even though right now it looks like it was just a fluke performance from James Harden. Philly still found, figured out how to win that game without Embiid, and they, they were on the road. Embiid now, you know, he got a couple of games in. He's looking like he's finally getting back to his, like, normal self. He definitely looked a lot better today than he did game two, but with a more healthier Embiid with some proper adjustments and maybe some guys hitting their shots like James Harden and Maxi, I think Philly would win game four and then going back to Boston, you know, just to keep going back and forth. But as of right now, I, I still think this game, this series is going to seven games. I would say my money's on Boston right now, just purely because of home court advantage, and also because of the inconsistency from James Harden and Philly. But this is definitely a fun series. I hope everyone that's watching this is going to have a lot of fun watching it, and can't wait to see the next game.